to put the Raiders in our spotlight. And Bucky, we look at this football team, your old football team. There's some excitement with John Gruden back in the building. Oh, yeah. Coach Gruden is trying to take it back old school. He wants to bring it back to 98. You're talking about an old school approach. Smash mouth football on both sides of the ball. All right, we're going to go smash mouth football. Let's focus here in the first round. Let's go defense, front seven, playmaker, who we like. Oh, come on, man. We're going to get a linebacker. How about Roquan Smith? to be a guy that can fill that second-level position. They need playmakers. They need guys who have outstanding instincts and awareness. A sideline-to-sideline playmaker, Roquan Smith is that guy. Love his physicalness. Love how violent he is. He is the perfect Raider. Al Davis would love to have Sideline-to-sideline playmaker, Roquan Smith. Now, if we want to go an edge rusher here, add to that front seven in round number two, give me a name you like. Oh, we will still stick with a classic Raider pick. How about Arden Key from LSU? This is a guy, when he is lined up and focused and ready to go, he's a top 10 talent. He can rush off the edge. He's long. He's rangy. He's athletic. Does a great job of getting to the quarterback. It's just about the consistency. If he consistently brings an A-plus effort, this could be a guy that gets you 10 sacks off the edge. Yeah, played light a couple years ago, put on too much weight last year, and hopefully he's right where he needs to be. Now we get to round number three. We want to go over to the offense here and add another weapon in the passing game. Jordy Nelson's nice, but let's get somebody else to throw into the mix here as well. Who do we want? James Washington from Oklahoma State. This is a ooh-wee player, big-time playmaker over the top. When you see him separate with the ball in the air, it is something to watch. Scored a ton of touchdowns at Oklahoma State. You put him in this offense as a third receiver, he'll stretch the field and allow Amari Cooper and Jordy Nelson to do the dirty work underneath. Yeah, he will go get a post all day long. He did it at Oklahoma State consistently. To go inside the Chargers spotlight, and Bucky, we look at this football team. You've got a quarterback in Phillip Rivers, a little bit older, still playing at a very high level. Level, is there a chance Lamar Jackson's in play at pick number 17? I think he could be in play, but I think if you have Phillip Rivers still playing at a high level, you're still trying to squeeze one more run at the title, maybe, but I'm liking that they think go, they go somewhere else. All right, if they're going to go somewhere else, look at what they did in the offseason, bringing over Mike Pouncey. You get Forrest Lamp coming off injury last year. Dan Feeney, another young player. This is a really good offensive line, but I think right tackle is an area they could address here in the draft. Yeah, Joe Barksdale is getting older. I think it's time to find a replacement. How about Mike McGlinchkey from Notre Dame coming over? This is a guy I think is a natural right tackle. You look at his footwork. You look at the way that he plays the game. He should excel on their side. Nice technician, strong hands, does a great job playing with balance and body control. He should be a 10-year starter at that position. Yeah, McGlinchey's going to be a very physical player in the run game. I think he'll be a friend of the running game there with the Chargers. We flip over to the defensive side of the ball. Round number two, maybe looking in the secondary. We look at that, that last level there at safety. What do you think? Yeah, I'm thinking Adrian Phillips is a nice player. We want to get a little bit better. How about Justin Reed from Stanford? When you look at Justin Reed on tape, there are a lot of things to like. He's smart. He's fast. He's physical. Does a great job of getting around the ball. Doesn't have outstanding ball skills, but he's a solid overall player. I think this guy's a nice, solid player, someone that can help you in the back end. You see him even play over the slot a little bit. Some teams believe he can hold up as an NFL nickel, so some versatility there with Reed. Now we get into round number three. Can I, can I make a request? Can I go to one of my favorites? Yes, you can. Let's hit on Hayes Pillar down there. Let's get a linebacker in the third round who I love, Darius Leonard from South Carolina State, Buck. A guy, you got to watch him on tape. I saw him run down the seam in high-point interceptions. I saw him make plays sideline to sideline, but it was in Mobile where he racked up 14 tackles at the Senior Bowl where he really made a name for himself. Made a big impression at the Senior Bowl. You saw this guy step up in competition. You saw him play at a dominant level. Because of that, he left Mobile buzzing. I think this guy has a chance to be a strong player at the next level. All right, let's get inside the Denver Broncos. 
Team Spotlight here, Buck, and when we look at this football team, obviously the quarterback position, they made a change there, bringing over Case Keenum, but let's start on the defense here with that first overall pick and, and maybe adding a big-time player in the secondary. Yeah, we need to get another corner. We lose a key to lead. We need to find someone that can lock it down. Sitting at number five, how about Denzel Ward? Perfect fit for this defense because when you watch the Denver Broncos play, they're going to play man-to-man -man all over the field. Denzel Ward, Bradley Roby, Chris Harris Jr., you now have three corners that can lock up and go nose-to-nose -nose and win on their and, and really unique, you got three guys I think can play outside or inside. You can move them all around, match them up, whatever you want to do. That would be a loaded secondary and a nice replacement for Aqib Tlaib. But as we switch over now to rounds two and three, let's go to the offensive side of the ball. Let, let's get a, a pass catcher. We need a pass catcher. We need to find someone to maybe eventually replace Demarius Thomas. How about we go to Notre Dame? Equinemius St. You Brown. got it. You Why nailed it. That? Look, big athletic playmaker. We have seen him. You don't necessarily see it on the tape because he doesn't have the opportunity with the quarterback play, but this is a talented receiver. You're talking about big, fast, and physical. You want those guys that can command coverage over the middle of the field. He can do that. He can make plays. You put him in. He's the number three this year, but he might be your starter next year. And for such a big guy, not real stiff either. He can get in and out. Uh, impressive prospect. I think he's, his best is yet ahead of him. We're going to go offensive line, though, in round number three. Look for an interior guy who jumps out to you. Here we go. Braden Smith from Auburn. You're trying to continue to get better. You want to be physical. You want to be able to control the point of attack. Braden Smith is certainly a guy that can help you do that. Plan is one. I think he's solid. He's physical. He's good overall play. Yeah, lineup you see there at right tackle for Auburn. He's going to kick inside. He's played inside. He's played outside. And there's a little example of it there at right guard. So that type of versatility allows you to get your best five on the field. I think that'd be a good spot for him. Good value there for the Denver Broncos. All right, we get to pick number 23 in the first round. They need a tackle. How about let's go Isaiah Wynn and let's let's flesh this out a bit, bit here, Buck, because he played tackle at Georgia. Most of us say because he's 6'2 and change, he's going to kick inside to guard. However, the Patriots don't think like every other team. In the they league. don't think like every other team. He has been so good in the SEC playing on the edges that he's very well could get an opportunity to play a tackle. If not, he can kick inside a guard. Regardless, it helps their offensive line. They get another blue chip player to add to the mix. I think of a guy like Marshall Yonda, who early on played a little bit of tackle when needed and could eventually kick inside. He could get him through a year there. We get to pick number 31. Uh, what are you thinking here, Buck? I'm thinking tight end because when the Patriots have always been at their best, they've had two tight ends that they could put on the field. Rob Gronkowski's getting a little older, but you still can add someone, a flex tight end like Dallas Goddard from South Dakota State to give people problems in your 12 personnel packages. He's a flex tight end. Really, he's a pseudo wide receiver, a big jumbo wide receiver, creates mismatches. Now, when you line up in your base personnel package against two tight ends for the Patriots, they still are able to dictate the terms. No question. And this is a team, Charlie made a great point. They're built inside out when you talk about their Absolutely. passing game slot receivers. Having a couple tight ends would be huge. We get to the second round. Let's get an edge rusher here. Let's go Kamoko Ture here from Rutgers. Uh, this is a Patriots team that already has four guys from Rutgers. Bill Belichick likes shopping at the same store, Buck. And he can go back to <laughs> Rutgers and get another one, an outside edge rusher in Ture. Hey, love his athleticism. Love the way he moves around. You talk about them frequently getting Rutgers players. They understand what that product is like. So when you look at Ture and you look at the versatility and the way the Patriots typically like to play, he is their kind of player. Senior boy, you can really see his ability to bend and wrap the edge. Phenomenal athlete. Great pick there for them at 43. Now we get to 63. Tom Brady's not getting any younger. We have not addressed the quarterback position thus far. No, Kyle Letta is the guy that could be in their sights. 
This is a guy, talk about a small school player, but very experienced. More of a ball control thrower, really works the 15-yard box underneath, goes from east to west. When I watch him on tape, I really like the way he takes care of the ball, the way he works the offense. In their offense, they do a good job of making it quarterback friendly. Loletta would really thrive in that, and he has the opportunity to register behind the greatest in Tom Brady. Yeah, not a wow player, but a consistent player and has a lot of the traits that the Patriots covet at the positions. All right, Buck, let's talk about these New York Jets here, a team that's definitely in the rebuilding phase. I thought they were a little bit better last year when we thought they would be. Some decent pieces here to work around here, especially I like some of these young wide receivers. Didn't yeah, Jermaine Curtis, Robbie Anderson, both those guys did a pretty good job. Offensive line is getting better. And Josh McCown played really, really well as an older quarterback. And Josh McCown, known around the league for his ability to mentor and tutor a young quarterback. And I definitely think that's what they're going to do with the third overall pick is find their quarterback in the future, trading up from six to three. Which one do you like? I like Josh Rosen. I think Josh Rosen is a perfect fit for that situation. Jeremy Bates offense. He is a high IQ quarterback, and I think he will click with what Jeremy Bates wants. When you look at him on tape, I love the timing, the touch, the anticipation. I think he is a flamethrower from the pocket, does a great job of hitting wide receivers in stride, and he throws with touch, timing, and anticipation like you like the elite quarterbacks to well, whoever gets drafted is going to play right away. You said Rosen. How about Baker Mayfield? Because I can say a lot of the same things about Baker that you said about Josh. The ability to plug right in day one, be your starter. I think he could do that if McCown had to buy him you know, a handful of games. That would be fine as well. But quick decision maker gets the ball out of his hands. This is an offensive line that's still building. So I think a guy like Baker Mayfield and his mobility could make more sense for them there at number three. The one thing you know about Baker, he would love the big stage and the bright lights. I think he could handle all that New York has to offer. Now we get to, uh, I guess, no second-round pick, right? we got to get to round number three. You want to go offense or defense here? I think we go offense, continue to add some more playmakers to the puzzle. All right, who do you want to plug in here, Buck? Oh, let's see. Let's see, Jermaine Curse. I still want him to play, but as I'm looking, another playmaker. How about Traquan Smith from UCF? And when you look at Traquan's tape, there are a lot of things that you like. This is a big-time playmaker. does a great job of winning 50-50 balls. Can be a little more consistent, but I like the playmaking ability, and I think he would add another vertical element to that offense. Down the field playmaker, and I also think his size will play well down in the red zone. This is a team that needs to score more points. I think he can be a touchdown producer. Now you've got two really fun young pieces to build around here in Baker Mayfield and Traquan Smith. This Jets team needs more firepower on offense, but more than anything else, They've got to get this quarterback pick right there at number three. They got to nail this. 12 and 22. What do you want to do at 12? Here we go. Roquan Smith at 12 to the Buffalo Bills. I know they want to get a quarterback, but say they can't get up in the scenario. This is a blue color guy. He fits the new description of their locker room. Alpha dog, Buck? Oh, he's an alpha dog. Plays it the right way. I love how he plays. All right, let's stay on the defensive side. Let's go get a big-time corner from UCF. Mike Hughes at number 22. Back-to-back years, they go and get top corners. Mike Hughes to go at Davis White. Now they can lock people up on the outside. Yeah, he can also help you in the return game as well. I think you're going to hear his name more and more as we get closer to the draft, just 27 days away right now. 53, quarterback of the future. What do you think? You couldn't get him in the first round, but you come back in the second round, you get a guy with outstanding intangibles. This is a starting quarterback in the National Football League. The way that he plays, the way he performs, could be terrific in Buffalo. Yeah, maybe something to even entertain at 22, but there's a chance he could fall in their lap at 53. And finally, pick 56. Let's go Micah Sicki, a guy we talked about uh, on our Move to Six podcast. We've had him on, Buck, and his basketball background, his volleyball background, it shows up, especially when you watch him down here in the red zone. He's a mismatch nightmare. He's a guy that can put the ball in the paint because he can box out those small defenders. He is going to be a prolific point scorer because I don't know how you're going to cover him down in the red zone. We got three picks here, Buck, and we look at this offense 
a lot of new faces here for the Dolphins. A lot of new faces, but when I really look at it, they got some nice skill weapons. Kenny Steele's Devontae Parker, Danny Amendola is one of the top slots in the game. Frank Gore comes over. Offensive line is pretty decent. I think we can do it, but the issue I have right here is Ryan Tannehill. One, he's been hurt. This is you what the be folks available. want. You're the franchise quarterback. So how about Baker Mayfield? I've been listening. I heard Adam Gase say he wants an alpha dog. He wants a little more attitude and personality on the squad. How about Baker Mayfield coming over to be the new QB1? We can say a lot of things about Baker Mayfield, but he has swag and droves. He's a pretty accurate thrower. He does a great job of elevating his squad. I think Miami would be the perfect location for him. Yeah, like Ryan Tannehill's been a good, I would say, a B-level quarterback. If they're trying to take that step up, maybe that ends up being a guy like Baker Mayfield. I'm going to get somebody else in the backfield, though. Frank Gore, though, he still plays at a high level. I don't know if you want to put a lot on him, though. So if you can go get Nick Chubb here in the second round from Georgia to eat up some of those carries and save Frank and be able to mix in Kenyon Drake, I like that mix of running backs. We saw it last year with the Philadelphia Eagles. We saw it with the Patriots having a stable of backs. I think that's where the league is going. Well, I do like that. Nick Chubb, Kenyon Drake, then you have Frank Gore providing the leadership. You got a different kind of room, that running back position room. All right, let's go over to the defense here. We get to the third round. Buck, I want to get some linebacker help here, a little more depth. You see Stephon Anthony there. I'm going to make sure I get it right because I don't want Joel to get mad at me. Joel E.A. Bunaway from Western Kentucky is a fun player to watch. He flies around the field. You watch him, I want to say against Vanderbilt was the first tape I watched, making all kinds of plays, Buck. I think he'd be a nice addition to this group. Would be a nice addition to this group. This defense has to get better play from the second level. He would contribute. I like Kiko Alonso getting Raekwon. The chef McMillan back should help him. Yeah, getting healthy on that defense. Cameron Wake just seems to keep on going there. Doesn't show any signs of age. You got some talent there in the secondary. Well, in this, in this version, our mock draft here, we've got Baker Mayfield landing with the new look Dolphins. But if he's gone, perhaps they would consider Lamar Jackson at number 11. Let's see if we can find these Jacksonville Jaguars. A couple hits here in this year's draft. We put them in our team spotlight here, Buck. And as you look at this roster, really one of the most talented rosters in the league. We know about that defense, but maybe add a little more firepower to this offense. A little more juice on the outside. You lose Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns. Want another playmaker at wide receiver. Let's find someone who can take the top off the defense. And we look for somebody to take the top off the defense. To me, let's go to LSU. DJ Chark. Every time I watch him, and anyone I'm not watching him, just watching SEC play, but he runs by everybody. He gets open consistently, has the ability to really get deep. We've seen the speed. We saw him at the combine, light it up. But now you put him in an offense where the running game is key, he should get plenty of one-on-one matchups on the outside. Yeah, and as you go back and look at this offense here, bringing over Andrew Norwell in free agency, this offensive line is set. You know they can run the ball with Leonard Fournette. Blake Bortles will see if he continues to progress, as we saw late in the year last year. As we go to the defense, though, maybe looking for a nickel in round number two. Yeah, you lose Aaron Coleman in free agency, so you just want to find someone that can step in that has the same kind of mentality. How about MJ Stewart from North Carolina? This is a guy, junkyard dog mentality, does a great job of locking up, and the slots have some versatility depending on if Jalen Ramsey or A.J. Bouye can move inside, M.J. Stewart can come and play outside. Regardless, I think his personality and temperament fits the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Yeah, that's not you being a homer either. He is a really, really good player, keeping with your North Carolina guys there. How about the linebacker position, though? If we're going to look for those, say in round three, let's go get somebody that's just ultra-productive and instinctive. Not the best tester, but Josie Jewell, rock-solid football player. I mean, you're talking about an instinctive playmaker in between the tackles. Great job of finding the ball. Instincts, awareness, diagnostic skills. You put them beside those alpha dogs and Telvin Smith and Miles Jack, they'll mask some of his athleticism problems, but he's 
a really, really good football player. Everybody else on that defense can fly. That's not his forte, but finding the ball, making tackles, something Josie Jewell's been pretty darn good at at the University of Iowa. All right, let's put the Tennessee Titans in our team spotlight, and this is a football team with a lot of young talent, Buck, but looking for a couple key pieces to see if they can't get over the hump. I mean, they're very, very close. you got a new coach coming in. He's going to put his own imprint and impression on this team. All right, get back to the postseason and see if they can do some damage once they get there. Let's go in the first round. A couple different options here. I'll lead us off. Why don't you hit on a Rackpo there? See if we get another edge rusher, a young edge rusher, to add to the mix here. Harold Landry from Boston College. This would be an ideal situation for him. You've got now three guys. You can rotate them through, keep them fresh, he can bend and wrap around the edges as, as well as any pass rusher in this draft. You talk about Coach Vrabel putting his impression on this team. Harold Landry gives them three pass rushes. They can get after the quarterback. You have to like that in that division. All right, looking at this defense now in pretty good shape. Got some playmakers here bringing over Malcolm Butler, pair him up with the Dory Jackson. But let's say they want to go offense here in the first round instead. What do you like? It's all about building around the quarterback. Let's find a replacement or someone that can compliment Delaney Walker this year. How about Hayden Hurst? We're going to put Hayden Hurst there because Delaney Walker's in the last year of his deal, 34 years old. I know he's been to three straight Pro Bowls, but are we going to retain him? I don't think so. So Hayden Hurst gets to serve a year as an apprentice, learn the system, really work his way in. I love the way he stretches the field. Big-time playmaker, more weapons for Marcus Mario. And really, John Robinson building some depth here with this roster. There's no just glaring need when you look at it. How about now we go to the second round? Let's go get a guy that's getting a lot of buzz in personnel circles. That's Frank Ragnow center from Arkansas, who I believe can play any of the three interior spots, Buck. Big and physical, smart and tough. Those are good traits for a center. All the characteristics that you look for for a pivot. The guy is smart, can line it up, can make all the protection calls. He's physical at the point of attack. They want to run the ball. They continue to be a physical football team. That's how you have to win the division. He helps them maintain their dominance as a rushing attack. Plus, it just has a nice ring to it when you're watching him. He's, he's <laughs> ragdolling people, and it's Frank Ragnow. The whole thing just kind of works there. Marcus Mariota, see if he can get this team over the hump, win some postseason games, make a deep run. Need to have a good draft here in 2018. All right, it's time to put the Indianapolis Colts in our spotlight. They've got some options here after trading down from three to six bucks. So here's what we've got on the table. We've got the keep pick number six, right? And then this is what they have left here. Or you still keep these last three picks, but say they want to make the trade with Buffalo six, they pick up 12 and 22. So you want to run through this? Let's thing? do it. Let's put some names with the numbers. All right. At pick number six, offensive line has been a big priority for them. I think that's a no-brainer if he's there, correct? Hey, he has to be there. If he's there, you have to protect the quarterback, help that team. So in the second round, where do we go? Yeah, Quentin Nelson there at number six. We come back at 36 to me. Let's go corner. Let's go Carlton Davis from Auburn. Uh, this is somebody that's a press corner, that's a physical corner. I think Chris Ballard has shown he wants to get long, athletic, and explosive. That's Carlton Davis. Now, at pick number 37, Buck. We're going to uh, upgrade the running, running back? Game. Running game. Look, I like Marlon Mack, but let's give him a downhill banger. A guy like Nick Chubb, someone that can run, set the tone with his physicality and toughness, allow them to play a little more ball control, and set up some more big play shots or play action for Andrew Luck. Yeah, they need 100-yard rushers. They don't get a whole lot of those there at Indianapolis, and Nick Chubb can definitely give them that. All right, now let's go offensive line again at 49 let's go Martinez Rankin here from Mississippi State don't feel like we've talked about him much on the show a big physical tackle some feel like he could end up sliding inside and playing guard I think he can hold up 
as a right tackle at the next level with some swing versatility to be able to kick inside if you want him to, but he plays the game the right way. Bob. He does play the game the right way. They need to be a little more physical, a little stouter at a point of attack against some of those tough defenses in the AFC South. All right, now let's say in this next scenario, Quentin Nelson now is out because you've traded down from six to pick up 12 and 22. So let's look at what that could look like at pick number 12, maybe an edge rusher. It reshapes the way we think. We can get an edge rusher and Marcus Davenport. Haven't had a pass rusher that can get to the quarterback consistently in years. They need someone that can get them double-digit sacks. You look at the young quarterbacks that are playing in that division, having someone that can knock them off a little bit, change the rhythm in the passing game, would be a huge benefit to the Indianapolis Colts defense. And we talk about traits, the big thing there with Chris Ballard, getting long, athletic, explosive players. They got one in the corner here in Carlton Davis, and now they get an edge rusher, Marcus Davenport. At 22, let's go Will Hernandez. So in this scenario, you miss out on the top guard in Quentin Nelson, but you pick up Will Hernandez, who's a very fine player in his own right. A very fine player. And then you just have to determine how big is the drop-off. If you walk away with that hall, you're talking about Will Hernandez being a physical player, being able to run the football. The Indianapolis Colts now look like a different team, a more balanced team, better yet, a more physical team, and that's what wins in that division. So to me, if you look at the difference in these two plants here, really, you're swapping out Quentin Nelson for Will Hernandez, and the bonus is you pick up Marcus Davenport. I got to be honest, Rhett, looking at this, I think I'd do that trade if I was Chris Ballard. It is time for the Pittsburgh Steelers spotlight. And Bucky, looking at this ball club, got some aids here at the quarterback position with Ben Roethlisberger, but they've got some other issues they need to address as well. Yeah, they have a couple issues on both sides of the ball. They need to fix the defense, but offensively, it is still time to continue to add some young players that can eventually be contributors down the road. All right, we look at this first pick here for them in the first round, Buck. We're actually looking to the future with this one, but not at the quarterback. No, not at the quarterback. How about at running back? Finding someone that can eventually replace Le'Veon Bell. He's playing on this franchise tag for the second year in a row. How about Darius Geis as a guy that can come in and maybe eventually be the successor? When I look at Darius Geis, rock-solid running back. I love his speed, quickness. I love the physicality and toughness. He finishes runs the way that you want. And then I think he's a better receiver out of the backfield than we had a chance to see at LSU. He is someone who I could envision being a longtime starter in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform. Yeah, I like James Conner, who they picked up last year, but Darius Geis has more juice, and I think you can use him in the passing game as well. I don't know how much longer Le'Veon Bell is going to be there. They need a plan in place for the future. I like that one. Now we get to the second round. How about a quarterback now? Yeah, this is the time to take a quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger has talked about maybe being a guy that is ready to retire moving on. How about Mason Rudolph from Oklahoma State? At the pro day, they spent a lot of time talking to him. And then when you really watch the tape, there's a lot to like about his game. He's smart, he's productive, he's tough, he's pretty accurate, and then really efficient pushing the ball in that 15-yard box. Doesn't necessarily have the strongest arm, but in terms of the way the Pittsburgh Steelers play with those playmakers, he'd be a nice fit. Yeah, I like that. It's always great to visit with him. As we did a little bit earlier, going to keep up with him throughout the draft process. All right, now we get to the third round, Buck. I think let's get away from the let's offense again. Defense. Let's go over to the defensive side of the ball and maybe just trying to get another edge rusher. We learned from the Philadelphia Eagles you can't have too many. So if you're looking to add an edge rusher in this group, why don't we go to Rutgers and find one? I really like this guy, Kamiko Ture. When he was at the senior bowl, you saw the athleticism. You saw the developmental potential to be a guy that can eventually get sacks. A little disappointed in Bud Dupree and what he's been able to bring to the table. Maybe Teray could be the guy that's the third-round pick that gives them more, more bang for the buck. You saw what he could do with the senior bowl, can really bend and wrap around the edge. A really, really good football player. All right, this is a draft for 2018, but Rhett, the impact might not be felt until 2019. It's time to go inside the Baltimore Ravens with our draft spotlight here. And, Bucky, when you, you look at this football team, 
Saw the receiver list there. Still a position they're trying to address. They did it in free agency again this year with Michael Crabtree. Do we dare go wide receiver with their first pick? We have to continue to add weapons to the passing game. We talked about Joe Flacco being the franchise quarterback. We want to help him. Let's find a tight end. So we're going to go to the draft, and we're going to find my man from South oh, Dallas State. Goddard. Dallas Goddard. Guy that can control the middle of the field. When you look at the tight ends in today's game, the guys that are able to really do it are the ones that create mismatches. Goddard has the athleticism to get down the seam. Outstanding hands, athleticism. He's going to be a big-time playmaker. In this offense, he would really make life easier for Joe Flacco to target the middle of the field. He's competitive as a run blocker. Look, if he doesn't get hurt at the senior bowl, he was off to a fast start there. Absolutely. We'd be talking about him up here in this range. Maybe they can even slide back and still get him in this draft. All right, we get to the second round. If we want to add another weapon, maybe this is the time they look for a wide receiver. Yeah, I think this is the time. And they had success last time with Torrey Smith, who came out of Maryland. Let's go back to Maryland and find another guy. How about DJ oh, Moore? I love DJ Moore. Smooth. Fluid, polished route runner, outstanding hands, kind of crafty when it comes to running routes, and is really dynamic with the ball in his hands. They need more playmakers on this offense. They need to really lighten the load on Joe Flacco to make plays. The best way to do it, surround him with a bunch of big-time weapons. DJ Moore could be one of those weapons. You see the special catches on this reel. I love what he does after the catch. He's like a running back with the ball in his hands. He's very tough, and when you look at the hits, for the Ravens and free agency at the receiver position, all really, really tough guys. All right, we get to the third round now. Let's go over to the defensive side of the ball, and let's just look at that linebacker position. Let's add some more speed and athleticism. Give me somebody here. Round number three. Oh, come three. on. The best story of the combine, Shaquem Griffin, oh, coming up from UCF. The versatility that he brings to the table, what he brings on defense. He could be an edge rusher. Maybe you try and play him in linebacker, but what I really like about him, I think he's going to be a dynamic special teams player. When you have this kind of speed, explosiveness on your team, you have an opportunity to create turnovers more than just a good story this is a really really good player he could help the Baltimore Ravens yeah, I think he's a great player Buck I think the floor for him you talk about special teams John Harbaugh longtime special yep. teams coach I think he would definitely appreciate Shaquem Griffin the Ravens this close to making it to the postseason last year gonna try and get back they need a big draft Ozzie Newsom's final draft with the Baltimore Ravens the Cincinnati Bengals team spotlight and Buck looking at this ball club this has been a perennial playoff team. Well, last year, not so much. This, now you're trying to get back to that level. What do you think this team needs to focus on to get done in the draft? They're going to start at the foundation. That foundation is always going to be the offensive line. When they're at their best, they're able to dominate at the point of attack. I believe they need to work on the interior. I'm going to go and find a replacement for Trey Hopkins, someone that's physical, can dominate people. How about Will Hernandez from UTEP? When you watched him at the senior bowl, you saw him move defenders off the ball. You saw a guy that was nasty, physical, explosive. You think about the AFC North and the defenses that is that are played there, you got to be able to be a man mover. I think he's that. Yeah, you got some physical defensive tackles you got to deal with inside that division. I thought he was excellent in pass protection that week in Mobile as well. All right, looking at this offense now, we've got some playmakers at the skill positions, Buck. And now with Cordy Glenn and Will Hernandez, man, that's a much better looking group up front. Absolutely upgrade, but I think we got to get on defense. Defense. we got to find some guys that can make plays on the second level. Well, let me just go in another direction. This is the, the opposite plan here. You want offense in the first round. How about instead of going offense, they go defense, and they look for a linebacker upgrade in the first round. How about Rashawn Evans from Alabama, somebody with the versatility to play off the ball as well as even get down and rush the passer when you get down in third down situations. Buck, I think he'd be a heck of an addition here to this defense. Love the versatility, the athleticism, and the instincts. He plays the game the right way. 
Nice addition to this defense as a starter. All right, so we've got a couple different plans there for what they could do in the first round. In the second round, let's say, let's stay on the defensive side of the ball. Let's find a replacement for Sean Williams in the back end. A guy that can really play the cover. How about Terrell Edmonds from Virginia Tech? Like the athleticism, like the way he moves around. Would like to see better ball skills, but in terms of a solid starter, he's a solid starter. Blue chip player that you bring into your locker room. I like this fit for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, you're in a division. You're trying to force the run against a guy like Lev Bell. He is an outstanding tackler, Buck, and I like him in man coverage. You see him cover tight ends as well as getting the slot and match up with some wide receivers, a real athlete here in the secondary. Good player. All right, this, uh, this defense for the Cincinnati Bengals. Try to improve, get better. Rhett, we think we've uh, helped them out a little bit here. It's time to go inside the Cleveland Browns draft war room. And, Bucky, this team has had picks in the past. We have a bunch of them this year. The problem isn't the picks. The problem's been getting the right players. Yeah, John Dorsey and his crew, they got to make sure they get some primetime players, guys that can upgrade the offense and the defense. Well, when you start with this football team, I like what they've done in the offseason. Even though you lose a Joe Thomas to retirement, they've brought in a lot of key pieces especially at the quarterback position in Tyrod Taylor, but I still believe quarterback is where this team goes with the first overall pick. You are always searching for your franchise quarterback. Tyrod Taylor would be nice short-term addition, but how about Sam Darnold, number one overall, to be the franchise player? And why I like this, he doesn't have to step in and play right away. Tyrod Taylor is good enough to lead a team to the playoffs. Sam Darnold is outstanding. He would be a nice fit in Cleveland. I know they've already announced Tyrod as the starter, and I think that would be good for a 20-year-old Sam Darnold to get to sit and learn behind Tyrod Taylor. I don't know if he'd need the whole year, though. I think eventually this year we would see Sam Darnold on the field for the Cleveland Browns. They've been searching for the right guy for a long time. I really do believe Sam Darnold can be that guy. He could be that guy, but he could follow Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer set his entire rookie season, number one overall pick, took over. All right, number four overall, you could look at the best pass rusher, the best offensive lineman. What direction you want to go here? I want the best player. The best player in this draft is Saquon Barkley. I know they went out and got Carlos Hyde, but Saquon Barkley is different. To me, I think he's a solar system player, meaning everything on that offense revolves around him. He's going to elevate the play of everybody because he's going to command so much attention as a runner receiver. I think it upgrades that offense, makes life easy for everybody, particularly the young quarterback. I know they wouldn't be happy to see that inside the division. That's going to be something to deal with if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, Cincinnati Bengals, or the Baltimore Ravens. Saquon Barkley could emerge as a top back in the game very early on. I'm with you on that one. Now, Joe Thomas, I mentioned earlier, he's no longer there. So tackle is a place I think they could go, especially you get to pick number 33. I think they miss out on the top-tier guys. Buck, we got some interesting names here to choose from. Right now, I'm going to go with Colston Miller from UCLA. I'm intrigued because his workout numbers are outstanding. Then you add the developmental potential. He can sit behind it. Maybe he doesn't get the starting lineup right away. I love what he brings. All right, we've got to get at least one defensive player. Not going to make it to their fifth pick, but their fourth pick here at number 35. I think they look at corner. Uh, look at a quality corner to me from Colorado. Isaiah Oliver, height, weight, speed, ball production, and toughness. I love the fit here for the Cleveland Browns. I do love the fit. I think if the Cleveland Browns just take the best player available at each spot, that offense and that defense both would be upgraded. Rhett, this team needs some blue chip players. We think we found them.